welcome to the DTF Printing Podcast. I'm Adrian Palmer, Editor-in-Chief of DTF.com. I'm here with Kim Johnson, owner of Paisley Joe Designs in Phoenix. Today we're chatting about the benefits of bringing DTF in-house, how to teach the customer what print process is best for their project, and the steps toward building personalized team stores. Hey Kim, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thanks for hopping on the podcast. Excited to talk to you today. Yes, thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into apparel decorating and um, what Paisley Joe's Designs is? As most decorators can say, it was all by accident, uh, was not planned. I actually have a degree in mortuary science. I was in the funeral industry for 22 years, lost my mother and stayed for about a year. And then it was just time to make a change and started helping a I guess local friend, uh, colleague, she said, you know, why don't you come down and help me in my shop? And I was like, great, you know, because I ordered custom tees from her all the time. About six months into it, I started getting bigger orders, you know, just not just friends and stuff. It was more getting, you know, businesses and um, things like that. And I needed a company name. I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, I never thought about opening a business. And just so happened, I got a little Yorkie at the time. She was a baby and her name is Paisley Joe. And I thought, you know what? Just Paisley Joe Design. She's always by my side. Why not? Just so that's how it all kind of created and started opening my accounts up. And that's how Paisley Joe was started. And within a year of opening or starting, I started my first um, school contract. And this would have been six years ago. That's awesome. I've heard a lot of, you know, entry points or former jobs into apparel decoration. I've not heard someone come from funeral home or that industry. That That is a jump, I believe. Wow, I'm so intrigued. I'll have to learn more about that. It was a jump. It was, it's definitely different, but also it has some connections. Customer service, listening. Um, I think, you know, those are two big aspects that we had to have in the funeral industry that I can still carry over to what I do now. Um, listen and, and really figure out what they need. Sure. There's so many different aspects other than just printing to running the business, which customer service, of course, is such a huge example of that. So what do you offer currently at Paisley Joe? We offer, obviously, DTG. I was the Epson beta user, now it's launched. So DTG, which is the hybrid, and does DTG and DTF. We do vinyl, rhinestones, um, screen printing, embroidery, sublimation. This pretty much, we offer it all. So with the DTF and, and DTG hybrid, uh, can you talk a little bit about bringing that in-house versus outsourcing? You mentioned that you were a beta tester for the Epson machine. So you've been working with it for a while. Just talk a little bit about what you think are the benefits or even maybe sometimes the negatives of doing that in-house. You know, positive is you have control. You have control of your prints. You have control of your quality. And I mean, that coming from, you know, colors, sizes of your design on your garment, things that you don't have control when you outsource it. I mean, you might tell them that you want this size, but... What if you print it and it's too big? Because sometimes that happens when you print it like, oh, that design looks too big for that shirt. Let's make let's size it down a little bit. Um, but if you're outsourcing that, you do not have that control over, you know, what their output is. All you do is they just go off what you tell them. So having it in-house has been a huge benefit for us. Um, turnaround time, you know, I could have a customer 
say, hey, Kim, can you do this for us? I can actually print them a shirt in five minutes if I have shirts already pre-treated and I could show them exactly what it looks like. When you outsource that, you don't have that luxury. You have to wait on their production time and uh, when they can ship it to you versus not. And so I think that is a huge factor, having things done in-house. And like I said, my biggest thing is um, colors, size, the quality um, of the prints. I know what I put out, but that doesn't mean that everyone else puts that same out all the time. So, sure. Do you have any recent experiences or any, you know, on the shop floor stories that you can share? I do. Yesterday, I had a job that it was a short run, so really screen printing was not the job for it. So DTF, ten shirts front and back. Usually, when it, I have some larger runs going, I will just outsource that and go pick up my prints versus doing it here. These are great for, you know, if you only have two, three, four prints to do because it takes a little longer with curing and everything with the DTF. So went to press yesterday and I was like, oh, these colors look a little off. And it was actually just a solid black and it had like a little bluish red tint to it. Well, I came over here and I printed a DTF um, and it, in black because I have that control and I pressed it and it was night and day. You could tell the difference. So I had to go back and redo the prints that I actually already ordered from another company because they weren't what I needed to produce um, for the customer. So yes, it does happen. Yeah, absolutely. Having that control just seems really just so wonderful to have. And also a little bit of the troubleshooting. I think being able to test and test and test and see, okay, well, we thought this color was going to print this way. It's not. The design needs to be altered. The inks, you know, there needs to be fixed. Or even you saying, well, the design was too large for the shirt. It doesn't look right. So being able to do that in-house is very, very important. So tell me a little bit about the current customers you have. You mentioned maybe some you were working with some schools. What does your customer base look like today? I do a lot of schools. I have actually four contracts. We do a lot of sporting teams. We do just businesses. But also, I still like those hey, can you make me a shirt for my daughter's gymnastics? Or can you make me a shirt for my daughter's cheer squad? I enjoy doing the fun girly things. I love doing rhinestones, glitter. That is obviously vinyl. So I do still keep those little customers that don't order just a big bulk. Because I think that's a big part is a lot of people don't want to mess with those little ones and two shirts. But some of those customers that I had at the beginning are some of my large customers now. So I don't forget them and I love doing them. You know, we we just, we do pretty much, we do a lot of fundraisers. Pretty much just a little variety of everything, which is nice because you don't come in and do the same thing every day. But I I enjoy doing it all. Are most of those local or are you working outside of Arizona? Um, A lot of them are from Oklahoma. That's where I'm from. Just actually moved to Phoenix two years ago. I mean, my big customer base is from Oklahoma, but I'm starting to get more recognized around here. But I do not do no advertising, so it's word of mouth. I do have an employee that works, and her son's on this baseball team. Her daughter her daughter plays softball, and she gets the word out. And, you know, we're in a lot of groups, as you call them on Facebook, that say, hey, we need someone to do T-shirts. And my employee loves doing social media, so it works out well. And um, so we're really starting to kind of grow over here in Phoenix as well. That's awesome. Yeah, word of mouth. I mean, if you can gain that network and that community – Really, the sky is the limit. Is that kind of how you looked at it when you first came in thinking, I don't want to spend any advertising dollars? Or is that just it's worked so well for you that you're not really considering 
spending money on different ads? You know, when I first came into it, being from Oklahoma, I was in, from a small community and a lot of people knew who I was, obviously being in the funeral business. And so when I transferred over and started doing t-shirts, people just, you know, hey, I heard you were doing shirts. Would you do some for us? And that's kind of how that all started. I have never spent any advertising money. Word of mouth. You know, if you provide a good customer service and a good product, those people will talk. Not only just people just go out and bash you if you mess up on something, but I have, I've, I don't think I've ever had that happen, but I had so many people say, hey, I, you can use my t-shirt girl. You know, she does a great job. And if you provide that, they're going to come to you naturally. Yeah, word of mouth does not work if you do not have good customer service or bad quality prints or not a good turnaround time. So mm -hmm. you really have to be focusing on those aspects of the business to make sure that you're you're not getting bad mouthed on the street. And definitely coming from being, you know, in the funeral home, um, service, customer service is a big part of me and our business. I just, I take a lot of pride in it because it's, it is my name. Paisley Joe is me, you know, and I try to remember that whenever we ship out an order, it's my name going out that door. So we're real big on, you know, making sure it's correct. You know, if we mess up, I don't hesitate to call the customer. Hey, we need to wait a day. I need to get another shirt in, you know, but it's communication. Let them know that, you know, if we were human, we make mistakes. So it may be a day delay um, on getting your order, but I want to make it right. And I've never had anyone say, no, 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 you know, and never been upset. So I think just another thing is communication, letting them know, being honest with them, and they come back. They'll, they'll, they will come back. And being a small business owner, being able to have that one-to-one -one relationship with your customers, I'm sure has to be a benefit to you. They're not talking to a customer service agent or they're not really maybe ever met who they're printing the shirts. So they're working directly with you. Do you find that to be a benefit as well? Definitely. Actually, we do have people that ask if we outsource it because they want to know if I have control. And there are some things that we do outsource. Um, embroidery is one. And not going to lie, it's hard to find a good embroiderer that can do good quality work. <laughs> but, you know, screen printing. We do not do screen printing in-house. I outsource it. I have a really good business here that we work with. I use 613 originals. You can't beat their their quality, their customer service. I use them, you know, often. So we will do the screen print transfers in-house on, you know, the larger runs one color. That way we have control over sizing and, you know, not so much color, but we have con some sort of control over what you're putting out. Did you have to shop around at all to find the shop that could outsource for you or did you just it worked out well with this? That's funny. Uh, you always have bad apple in the pile. I honestly ask around my other colleagues that are in the business say hey who do you use or who do you recommend that's in the area especially whenever I moved from Oklahoma to here. I didn't have I mean my people from back home shipping was you know, getting kind of outrageous. And so I thought, I just need to really find someone local. And um, I got lucky with the screen printer and borderer. I cannot, I still having some little issues. So if anyone knows a good embroiderer around here, definitely hit me up afterwards. Again, that one's a hard one because it just, embroidery I think is just a little tougher. But I ask around other businesses, um, you know, and a lot of them will offer good advice and say, you know, hey, this the guy does a good job. There's a lot of influencers, I guess you could say, in our industry mm -hmm. that will help 
guide you. Yeah, I feel like the apparel decoration industry is always so open to sharing what what has worked for them. You know, who do they recommend working with? But there's so many different outlets that you can go to. Luckily, in this industry, you can head to publications or media outlets. You can work with your vendors. You can follow industry influencers to see, okay, that's the product that they're putting out. That's what I want my product to look like, you know. So it's really nice to be part of this industry where not everything is too, you know, closed lip. Like people want to share because they want the industry to grow. And that's always really nice to see. Yeah. And, you know, there's enough business for all of us, you know. So it's not like you can be still in business from so and so. Um, if anyone ever calls me, I tell them exactly what I use, you know, because I want them to be successful. There's, there's, trust me, there's enough business out there. I turn away business a lot. Um, because I just can't take on, you know, more on our end. And again, a customer calls me and asks me if I can do a job. If I can't, I do have people that I refer them to that, you know, does a great, good job. And, and I think that's just it's huge in our industry as well. Not only helping us, but help a customer. You know, if we can't provide a service for them, let's suggest somebody who can. Because they'll come back to you. Seems like you have a really great community just in the Phoenix area, which is amazing. But I met you actually at Impressions Expo in Fort Worth. So, and we're talking about, you know, connecting with people in the industry. I just want to hear about, you know, the importance, I guess, of going to events, networking, meeting people within the industry, especially people that may not be local to you. You know, how has that benefited, you know, your expertise and, and the growing of your business? You know, I think trade shows are huge. I was really sad back when COVID started, when they shut down. I almost felt disconnected. You know, you, you can watch webinars, you can, you know, a lot of companies were doing them, but you don't have that interaction. I'm a people person, you know, just whenever I go to a trade show, I'm always looking for education. I mean, that's one reason I love trade shows is the education part of it. Even if you only learn one thing, you got something out of that whole show. And just again, networking, I met you and, you know, we went to an event, why? We were at Expos um, at the distillery, um, I think yeah. it was. <laughs> but it was a little mixture of everybody, of getting to, you know, you might have heard their name, but you've never met them in person. Or you follow them, you know, just like you. I, I have followed you from, you know, a couple of years back. And I've seen you on the server, but I've never actually got to meet you. So I just think it's really huge. And, and sometimes when you have that interaction, that personal interaction, it's easier to reach out to that person. Hey, I met you at Fort Worth have a question, you know, you know, and ask them whatever you need to ask. And they, they will almost all the time reach back out to you. I just think personable is just a big part of us. I mean, it's why I am successful. I didn't know all this vinyl five years ago. It was all I did pretty much. It was vinyl. And now we offer it all. And a lot of that is from going to trade shows and doing some research and reaching out to other industry friends. Yeah, there's so much value. I mean, just I mean, on the education side, I agree completely with you. If you could just have one takeaway and you actually come back and attempt to implement it, you know, I think that the that testing, you know, does this work for us, um, whether that's on the marketing, social media, um, actual technology side, um, there's so much value there that you can get. And I think that's that's always so important is making sure that you didn't just take a bunch of notes that, you know, you're going to actually implement. You have to learn. <laughs> you definitely yeah. have to map and use them. Yeah, we met um, at uh, an equipment zone and stalls and uh, event where we had a ton of fun and it was more of an intimate setting. So you really got to talk to people. 
very intimate you know we'll just say it was a uh, distillery tasting so what's going on there but it was it was fun yes something i've never done before same um, but it was it was fun um, and to seeing people react on you know not so much of a um, professional level but seeing them outside of their their norm is kind of neat to see you know because some people act a little different when they're in their booth because they have to be that professional, but then they could let their hair, hair down a little bit and be a little more personable on the outside. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, shout out to Equipment Zone stalls. I think Epson, who all the sponsors were that, but that was a really neat idea. Again, networking, you know, we sit down there with the stalls people and getting to hear their stories and new stuff come out. That's not actually been announced, you know, and they kind of let you on the inside of it. And again, you, you connect, you build that relationship, that professional relationship with, with those people. You know, the next morning, went back to the show and several of the guys that were there at the distillery that night, how are you? How would you think last night? You know, and there you are, you're building that relationship with them for future. I mean, for, you know, if you need something or need help, advice. Um, they, they'll help you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can gain a lot of value just walking the show floor and attending education sessions. But if you're able to go to some of the after hour events or if you can actually, you know, it can be tough for some people to get out of their comfort zone and, and come out of their shell a little bit. And But we're all talking about the same thing. Everyone loves what they do. And so if you exactly. do this every day, you're able to have these conversations. So if you open up a little bit, I really do think that there is value there as well, because then you'll become more aware of, of different things that are going on, not just at the trade show, but after hours where you are able to get a little bit more one-to-one personal time and you make those connections like we did. Uh, and you're here today, you know, on the podcast, which is so amazing. Well, I recommend, you know, if you're shy and just um, a lot of people have that social barrier, don't know really how to interact with other people, um, education. Those education classes, you know, some are really large classes and some are small. You get so much out and you actually kind of learn a lot of the speakers kind of go on a more personal level. There's a couple of them that I always, always liked um, Dane with um, Great Dane. I love his personality and that's one that I might have been to that same class three times, but he always teaches something new. and. So I just didn't, I never get tired of him. Um, I enjoy listening to him and, um, yeah, and there's a couple others. Um, just always, I encourage everyone to go. Um, I know some of them do cost money, but again, if you can walk out with one keynote, you could really benefit your business on the other side of it. So I feel like it, you get your money back if you will implement some of the things, but if you're shy, please go to the education classes and, um, and just listen because you'll get just as much out of it than walking the show and having to face someone face to face. I just think education is big, um, especially at these shows. And excited to hear that um, Pretty United's bringing education. I mean, I'm excited. I hope I get to go to some of the education there. Um, I'm not sure, but um, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. No, the the education that is offered at Impressions Expo or Pretty United or even some of the smaller events, you know, there's Print Hustlers, there's ThreadX, you know, those are a uh, short lab. Those are all based on, on education. And there's a lot that you can can learn because you're hearing straight from experts. You know, they're plucked 
because they're doing really well in their business. So, you know, you're actually going to be hearing from people who are very successful, which is so, so beneficial. Some of the conferences have on the show floor education that you nece don't necessarily have to shop pay. Shop Talks, I think it's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shop Talks, great. Um, Future State Theater. I know Made Lab does on the show floor um, education sessions, and that's just an entry fee into the trade show. So to be able to just sit down and listen to experts in the field talk about ways that you know you can implement and ways to grow, it's awesome. And a lot of times the expert will stay after and answer questions. You don't have to raise your hand and say, hey, I have a question. Um, if you are shy, almost all the educators I know with, is more than happy um, to an answer and help, especially with all the new technology these days. Um, you know, there's, DTF, um, there's so many, I believe um, Terry Combs has a class out. Um, everything you read on the internet is not true. Maybe it's oh something. Gosh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and being um, Terry Combs, he's a personable guy. Um, he would love to sit and talk to somebody who, you know, has questions about DTF and um, and I believe screen printing, he, he, I mean, he's got a lot of history behind him just because he teaches DTF and that's basically any educator up there, you know, they have more personable that, so if you are shy, please, please, um, I encourage everyone that that's where I've learned a lot of my, um, tricks, my tips and tricks is from those little education classes. Um, they might be $180 for three days, but the knowledge you get I mean, that's $180. That's so beneficial. Um, yeah. I, I just really, I think that's probably my biggest thing is education. Um, if I'm talking to another shop that's new, please go educate yourself. Um, you're good. You know, it's just, that's where the knowledge is. So, and I like what you said, you can definitely talk to the speakers after the show. They definitely, they give out their email, they give their Instagram, but if you want to walk up and just talk to someone, they're they're excited to chat with you. I've had some of the best connections uh, after I've gotten off the stage and people come up and share their business card and they ask questions that maybe they didn't have time to or didn't feel comfortable sharing, you know, from, you know, off the stage in an audience. So make sure you definitely do that. Um, you had mentioned before, and I want to definitely get back to it, your personalized team stores. Can you talk a little bit about that? process and what that looks like for you kind of on the back end and then what that looks like for your customer definitely i do use spirit cell stalls um spirit cell um they actually chose me to be their beta tester um and i think there was 25 of us we got to go in and be the first ones to test it out i could tell you from today um i have i think four stores right now launched it's came a long ways Team stores are big for us because we do a lot of schools. We do a lot of fundraisers, um, sport teams. And usually how I kind of do it is if I have the team mom, let's just say a baseball team, a team mom calls me up and say, Hey, we need parent shirts. Okay, great. You know, what are you, what are you thinking? And she kind of gives your idea and then you, that's your opportunity right there to say, Hey, if we're going to offer t-shirts and sweatshirts why not some hats and that's your way of upselling them and um they're and every mom's gonna say definitely you know because yeah. we like we want the cute things at the door so depending on what the situation is um if it's a school it's usually basic stuff um pta 
Um, you know, it's just basic shirts. They want cheap, but they don't want to be on the other end collecting orders, collecting the money and tallying everything up and, oh gosh, we left out that medium, you know, um, or we missed, we wrote it down wrong. Well, in team stores, um, you go in, you set it up for them. You set a date, it closes. Mike, for instance, I have one that closes um, today, actually. And so at midnight tonight, it closes. Tomorrow I generate some reports. It tells me exactly what I need to order. And then it gives my employee the report of what to do. And shipping invoices, um, packing slips. It has the, you know, the address and the, the name. So it's really organized and you don't make very many mistakes. Uh, team stores have been huge for us. Uh, we, I mean, I have the store open pretty much all the time. So yeah, it sounds awesome. It also kind of puts that control over to the customer and allows them to make those decisions that's best for themselves, especially on the customization side. Like you mentioned, you know, I don't know what I was used to growing up. It's like, well, everyone's getting, you know, the big bulky t-shirt. That's what you're getting. Sorry about it. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Most of my customers, we do offer the basic Gildan and, you know, the jersey, just the basic tee, but we also offer the Bella. Now that I know t-shirts, I wouldn't, I don't wear nothing but the soft tees now, tri-blend. And most of my customers have kind of turned that away because that's just what we offer the majority of. But you have those dads. I don't want that soft tee. I want the basic. And so it gives a, a variation of everything. I do recommend um, if you put too much out there, it's overwhelming for some. And mm -hmm. it seems like sales maybe aren't as good as if you keep it simple, limited, and don't give too many options. It just seems like I've had better luck with the more simple, basic type of stores versus, you know, offering everything. Basics will, I mean, will get you where you need to go. And you can offer, you know, short sleeve, long sleeve, and offer basic and soft style tea in both aspects. Yeah, is there a sweet spot in terms of number? Or is it just more a little bit of that variety? Yeah, kind of just the variety. Again, you know, if it's a PTO shirt um, from the school PTA, you really have one design. Don't offer six colors. Offer one or two colors. Um, mainly, we go with one color. I just keep a basic and a soft style. Soft, uh, I can't talk. Soft style <laughs> tee. Um, when you start offering all those, it just gets, it, and it even causes chaos for you as sure. a decorator, you know, because what if your print has red in it, but you put it on a red shirt? Well, you're at the altar, right? You know, I'm not one to put red ink on a red shirt um, because it's just not going to match. So I'm a little OCD about that. But if you um, keep it basic, you don't have to go in and make those alterations on those prints. Make your job easy for you on the end, um, getting it out for customers. But also on team stores, for instance, this baseball team that came and placed an you know, open up team store, at, in the end, we actually take each individual order, we bag it up and we put their invoice in there. So the team mom, the baseball mom, does not have to go sort it all out. And that way we know each order gets what exactly what they order. And not only do I check it, but my employee checks it. So there's two people checking it, um, sizes and quantities. Um, that way they get what they want and um, get what they ordered and not, you know, oh, I ordered a new small, but I got, you know, adult small. So there's two eyes checking it, but also it doesn't put that back on the baseball mom. Oh, you just hand me, you know, 10 smalls 
and then she's gonna home and sort that. We don't, we don't, we do that all in house. So we hand her a box, and they're individually bagged with the the player name on it, and then she goes to practice and hands them out. That's awesome. Again, that customer service is key um, there. And how long are the stores typically open? Do you to you know a couple weeks? A month how long do they have i try to keep it two weeks uh, no longer in two weeks i always try to coordinate at least two paydays a lot mm-hmm. of people get paid on the first and the 15th um mm-hmm. or bi-weekly so i try to be mindful of those who are you know on that have to work around paychecks so mm-hmm. um usually like the um i open them up you know like the 31st and close them the 15th or the 16th that way they're they're more than likely getting a paycheck or two paychecks sure. and can um, accommodate that. Um, you know, it really kind of depends on really who you're working with. There's some that, you know, Hey, we got to have these. It's for a fundraiser. We got to have these in two weeks. I have to close the store in a week. So really just, it's your customer. Um, but majority of them will say, Oh, that let's do the two weeks. That way everyone has opportunity you know, if they can't make it on their first payday, maybe they can do it their second payday. And it gives everyone an opportunity to be able to order. That's very considerate of the customer. Yeah. And then a really good feedback for others who may be listening, who might not have thought of that as, as a way to, you know, think of your customer in their situations. Well, you want everyone to be able to order. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, what I'm saying. And I, and kind of what made me think we're doing that is a couple of moms, you know, I don't get paid until so-and-so you know, can I pay you then? Well, yeah. I start thinking, you know, why don't we just keep it open until the first of the 15th is just good dates or, you know, mm-hmm. the 31st and the 16th. That way everyone has an opportunity. And that's really what made me, because the customer did reach out and um, I could not tell her she couldn't order, you know, I think it was, a, I think it was a cheer squad or something, but I, how do you say no? Um, you know, your daughter won't get a shirt because you don't get paid. That's not fair. So yeah, that's kind of why we kind of started doing that yeah speaking of payments for your other customers outside of the team stores are you off asking for payment up front or yeah is there what is what do you find to be beneficial of that process unless you have a um obviously a school can't do that um you know you got po's um majority of them i make pay i got burned during covid people ordering sublimated jerseys and during COVID, well, they shut down all the games and playing games. I got stuck with a lot, um, a lot. So, and those were ones I did not make pay up front. Mm-hmm. Well, when the, orders, when the supplemented jerseys came in, they weren't playing ball. So mm-hmm. that opened my eyes and said, you know what? I at least have to take half down. But if you just tell them, you know, full payments up front, majority of them will do it. Um, I mean, I've never really, I don't think I've ever lost a sell over it. I think that's pretty common these days. There's some businesses that I know they're going to pay, but they mm-hmm. need 15, you know, 15 business days because it's just how their billing cycle runs. I'm okay with that because I know they're good for it. But I, after COVID, I, um, I'm pretty sh- I may not have any more now, but I got rid of them, but I had boxes of uniforms. Oh, there was a couple of teams that did pay, um, and I didn't charge them the full amount. I, um, I charged them, you know, what I had to pay. Um, that way it just cleared me. I mean, because I couldn't use them. 
um, because there wasn't no ball playing. So um, after that was the eye opener. But being from a small community, I do, I love doing holiday teas, like a Christmas, a Merry Christmas with, with glitter and some rhinestones. Those, I didn't always make pay up front because I can sell them. If someone ordered one and didn't pick it up, I could, oh, sorry, Paisley's snoring. That's Paisley Joe. <laughs> that is Paisley Joe, and she is out. Um, but, um, but I could sell that again. But when you get into personalized uniforms and things like that, you can't resell that. Right. Um, you're stuck with it. So a lot of people understand these days, you know, pay for it up front. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just the way, I mean, when you take your car to the shop, you got to pay for it before you pick it up, uh, or they're not going to let you drive off the lot. So I think it's just the way, and if you just set up your boundaries, then that's just the way it is. They don't try mm-hmm. to, you know, Hey, can I pay you next week? But pick up the shirts, you know, unless you make arrangements. No, you can just pick your shirts. You know, I just, I've been burned a lot and being a small business, it hurts. Um, that, you know, that $500 can make a, take a hit, especially on even smaller businesses. Um, they rely on that five hundred dollars, um, and they're out money as well. Yeah, the maybe some silver linings of COVID was learning things about the business, realizing can't do that again. You know, not sure if something you know as significant as a pandemic will happen again. You know, hopefully not. You know, but you understood things even for your day to the day to day side of the business that okay, I'm going to need to take payments up front because if this happens, I can't be stuck with all of this. And I think also there's that benefit with DTF and these, you know, you're printing, you know what you're printing. You're not having to print a minimum order quantity of 50. You mentioned that even earlier, you know, you can print one to two shirts for someone. So there's benefit in moving into that new technology for that reason, but also just realizing and understanding, okay, maybe the way that we were doing business doesn't really make sense moving forward. I think it's just the way things have gotten I mean, just the economy. I mean, things are different. Um, before pre, I mean, things were way good, better for me before COVID. Um, I feel like I didn't, re- I still stayed busy during COVID um, because I offered different things, um, you know, the masks. And I kind of jumped on the bandwagon of things that coming out. Um, it's, people still wanted holiday shirts and it's just kind of the way I did things a little different and she's still storing. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, now I'm able to print a sample shirt or something that I have that control and um, whatever pretty much the customer, you know, and I'm, if I have a really good customer who um, I call them VIP customers who order for me consistently, um, monthly, all the time, that I kind of jump maybe little hoops for versus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm not saying I ever make a customer not get what they want, but I had the VIP customers that, hey, can you send me out a sample shirt? Especially when the new printer came out. Um, mm-hmm. when, we in- when we introduced the new technology, I was trying to get my customers on that board. Well, you know, the first thing they asked is, is it a plasticky fill? Yeah. Well, it's because it, depending on your DTS provider, um, if someone who's done their education or not, some of them can fill plasticky, mm-hmm. um, depending on the artwork and things. Um, so trying to get them on, you know, going to this this type of printing, um, I had to do a lot of sample shirts 
Mm-hmm. And majority of them, though, I said, you just pay for shipping. I'll send you a shirt. And they did. I mean, you know, and um, so whenever I d- was doing the beta testing, I had to print so many shirts a day. I would print different designs and things. So I started getting stacks of shirts. Um, yeah. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these shirts, you know, and just random things. So I started running a like, little contest on my webpage or on my Facebook group. Um, you know, show me your favorite um, I, PJD, Paisley Joe Designs. PJD designs that we've done in the past of your favorite one in the last five, six years. And um, so there's those people who got the more likes. I just send them random shirts um, because well, I was just going to throw the shirts away. But also it shows them what the printer can do. And I've got a lot of orders from, you know, just those sample shirts. And I'd always try to coordinate, okay, she wears it extra large. So I'd try to send the extra large and kind of coordinate to what they would wear. Um, but that's what I did with all my sample prints. And um, that's why this has taken off um, the, you know, the DCG DTF printer um, because it's, it was a new technology for my customers. I didn't offer a whole lot of DTG um, DTF um, prior to getting this. Um, and now they are, you know, can you print this a new printer, but you can do so much more with this printer. And then you can vinyl or, you know, um, they're, you're basically your, your possibilities are endless. Um, I mean, it's all can be done right here. And so the, and that's, what's nice is if, you know, if it's polyester or something, just throw a DTF film on there, um, print it. And I actually just like yesterday, I got better print color off of this than I did from my, you know, who I was buying out getting my outsourcing from mm-hmm. ETF, I've got a lot more better, a better color on the F2270. No. So, but it's a control thing. Um, again, again, and you know, there's some techniques that you can press to make them not have that plasticky feel. Um, and, but I have customers who don't like that, that plastic, that rubbery feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think ETF has came a long ways within just last year. Yeah. Um, it's new technology. Um, I mean, three years ago, we thought it was going to be a fad. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, people's like, oh, what do you think about this direct to film? I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, and I was going to replace everything. It's going to replace DTG printers. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. Um, it's going to just another print method is all it is. But, you know, six months into it, it's here to stay. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. And it, now it's huge. And, um, Again, it's, you know, DTF is huge. Um, it depends on your artwork. If you have a lot of cavity space, um, if, if it, is it good for a big design that's full? Not really, unless you're putting it on polyester and need to use it for polyester. But I, I mean, I, I, I like DTF. I used it, like I said yesterday, on just 10 shirts. That was just, it was a perfect setup. And you can print a couple extras. So if they do call back and say, Hey, um, Sandy ripped her shirt or can't fit in her shirt, just pull it out and press it. It's in the mill today, you know? And, um, that's the nice thing about the DTF film. Yeah. That's really cool. I really, uh, loved your idea about the contest to get rid of excess shirts. I think that's such a unique way to one use social media, uh, to your advantage, but also to connect with your customers and then still make it about the business. What shirt did you like the most? You know, that's that's really bringing everything back to Paisley Joe Designs. 
and connecting with the customer. Oh, and they get the these free shirts. There's so many benefits to that. I, I love that idea. And it shows them new technology. I mean, that's yeah. what we're trying to, you know, let people know we're offering something new now. And um, I want you to wash it. And I told everyone, wash it just like you do. And let me know your feedback. Um, because it was a beta. I mean, it is the beta printer. Mm-hmm. And so that was big with Epson is, you know, we need feedback. You know, what do we need to do different? And um, honestly, they did a great job with it. There wasn't a whole lot of things to be done with it. It's amazing. It's out now for sale. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot to do during it, but my customers loved it. Um, you know, D- I mean, DTG just has that unique feel. Um, it's a lot to screen printing. Um, but also if you want to put on, you know, if you want that same design on a pair of shoes, a hat, um, Hey, I'll just throw on a piece of film. You don't have to adjust the platen. It literally the same amount of effort. Throw a film on there. I could print it, and I could have you hat in you know three minutes, four minutes, and it just blows them away. So I made a design up, and we sold a bunch. Well, every one of those people who ordered that shirt, I made koozies and did DDF transfers. The same design, so they got a matching koozie to match their shirt, but they didn't charge them. I mean, that koozie cost me fifty cents. Yeah. So many people are like, oh my gosh, I love my koozie. It matches my shirt. So throw a koozie in there with the same print, you know, DTF. And we love doing little things like that. Um, just, you know, it's little things that, you know, it's like, oh, this little girl, she loves glitter. So why not, you know, make something up for her? And um, then the mom will, you know, text me, oh my God, you know, Sally loved her shirt. Thank you so much. What I owe you, you don't owe me anything. Thank you for your business. And it literally didn't cost me two or three dollars to make it. And why not? So the customer thinks you're going the extra mile, but maybe you're only going a couple extra feet, you know, in terms of your business, but they don't know that. And so they really feel valued as a customer to receive something like that. And it's always a nice surprise to get uh, something for free and then something more than you're expecting. Exactly. And as women, we love things like that. I mean, yeah, if you have that in your budget and are able to kind of look at the like what you spend throughout the year. And if you can do it, especially even if you're doing that, you know, you mentioned some VIP customers. Um, and also to get a little bit of the feedback. I know you're a beta tester for the Epson, but to get customer feedback, I mean, as the printer, obviously you're checking the quality, you're checking, you know, the art, everything, you know, you, you're you going through it a fine tooth comb, but the customer really is going to give feedback that maybe you don't even know because they're doing so much of the washability, they're wearing it it's really interesting to get their feedback. So to have have that is really important. And it seems like you're able to have that customer relationship. Are you, when you moved to DTF, you were still obviously at the outsourcing for the screen printing, that's long run, no. that's one color. But it seems like you're having conversations with almost every customer talking to them about the difference between DTF, DTG, and screen printing. Is that accurate? That is very accurate. Um, I let them know, you know, if they come to me and say, you know, I have this order. I need so, you know, so many shirts. Um, I first tell them this is the best print method, um, the cost of, you know, and this, then, then this is the most cost effective. Um, and I let them choose, um, but I, I automatically tell them, you know, this is what I would do if it was my shirt. I just think if, do they want to be educated on what the print method is? Probably not. They just want to know, you know, how the washability is, you know, how's it going to wash? Is there any special instructions on washing? And I let them know that up front. And, um, 
you know, DTF is a little different feel than DTG. Um, and I let them, but also DTF is a little cheaper than the DTG print. And some of them think, okay, I want to go the higher, you know, I don't, I don't want that feel. I want this type of a feel. Um, but then there's others like, oh, I'll do DTF, you know, cause it's a little cheaper. Um, and I think if you just let them know that, you know, um, every method, shirt method, print method has its place, um, depending on what the graphic is and the design. If it's one color screen print transfers, 613, <laughs> they're like 15 cents. You can order 75, like 30 something dollars. I mean, I can't do that DTF or DTG or vinyl. So in it's seven second press, you're done. And, um, I could do those all day long and the easiest money. Um, but when you get into two, three colors, four colors, it's a lot more expensive to do that. Mm -hmm. So you just have to look at it, you know, is this a great, good print for, you know, if you're talking, you know, hundred something shirts, a screen printing, you know, three colors, uh, it's just cost effective. And, you know, just the screen print is never going to go nowhere anyways. And, um, but certain graphics, I think has a place for DTG and DTF. Um, just it, it just, well, just depends on your graphic. And, um, and that's, what's nice, you know, the different print methods, there's just every print method has its place in our industry no matter mm -hmm. what it is. Um, I've, I do have, um, I, Matter of fact, two weeks ago, I had a customer who has a pool company here locally who's out in the sun. I mean, it's 100 degrees here every day. So she, she wanted something cool um, that the guys could wear to clean pools. And I were polyester, not even thinking. We were light colors. I could sublimate these. I ordered DTF transfers. Well, before I even got the DTF transfers in, I was like, why am I not sublimating these? I mean, they're going to be in the sun. There's, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, so I ended up not even using, so I have a whole stack of their logos sitting over here in a drawer. Will I throw them away? No, because they'll probably order, you know, something that I can use them again, I mean, or use them eventually. Just didn't use them at that time. But, you know, um, I didn't even tell the customer I went to sublimation. She didn't even know what sublimation was, honestly. When she picked them up, she's like, oh, there's no thick, you know, there's no texture. There's no feel. I was like, cause it's sublimated and I do have this sublimation printer. So, um, but it didn't even cling on me whenever I was just ordering, I was just, you know, just going through orders, just ordering what I needed to order. And, but you know, they'll want sweatshirts or something coming up. So I have yeah. a stack of, that's, what's nice about DTF. If you store it right in the right environment, you're good. I mean, use it, you know, in six months and it's going to be fine. So, um, I have a stack of, um, all American pool, um, stuff front and left front chest logos and full back. So, but I will use, you know, eventually. Yeah. Or if so. they don't order from you, maybe you can just send them a sample of what they're missing and send them a shirt and say, Hey, here's an idea for you. And you know, when that customer gets that sample shirt, they, um, like for instance, when I'm sending out these Epson ones, I let them know that I was the beta tester. And I, you know, I wrote a little note in there. Hey, just want you to try this shirt out. I want you to wash it normal. Don't do anything different. And then, you know, please let me know your feedback. And when you give me a feedback, I'm going to give you a code. You get, you know, $5 off your next order. Um, I had a lot of it back. Um, a lot of people, you know, loved it. 
Um, I don't know if I even had a negative one. I'm pretty sure I did not. Um, they, um, I know I didn't. So, but I had a lot of people respond, but if you give them that little code, $5, but it helped me out to even let Epson know their, the feedback from, and I think there was like 40 something customers, um, that got free shirts, um, that I mean, I paid for shipping, shipping a shirt from Arizona to Oklahoma, which less where a lot of them went was $4. Wow. I mean, they're getting, you know, we were using cotton heritage shirts, um, Thank, you know, I was lucky that Cotton Heritage um, donated a bunch of shirts for me to try because I was having to print a certain amount of shirts a day. When you add that up, yeah, it gets a little expensive. Um, and plus, having an employee run the machine and uh, taking time out of production. So um, I spent the four dollars, um, shipped the shirt back to Oklahoma, and let them test run it. And um, everyone loved it. I mean, just but you're introducing a new technology that you're offering and, um, just a new print, a print method. And I had nothing but great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, can, do you have any final tips for anyone who's maybe considering making the move to DTF or even just, you know, stopping outsourcing it and bringing it in house? Any tips for our listeners? Um, you know, my, I think my first thing is, DTF, um, there's a lot of education in it um, before you jump into it. I mean, DTF printers take maintenance, and if you're not real savvy, tech savvy, owning a DTF machine may not be the best thing for you. Um, until you build up that that customer base and you're using DTF all the time, outsource it. Um, however, when that come in mind, um, shop around. You know, maybe not even ask for a sample, do a small order um, because that company is going to send you their best, but what they print may not be their best. So it may just be ordering, you know, two, two transfers, um, not even let them know that you tested them, just two transfers, just do your education and just, you know, a lot of Facebook groups out there right now with DTF, get in there and read them. Um, and ask people, you know, do you recommend and, um, and just do your research. Um, now bring it in house. You have, that's why I big on the 2270 cause it's both. I mean, I print, um, there's actually a DTG print on there right now that I could just take this shirt off and I could lay a film on there and print the exact same design. Um, and it's, you don't have to change ink. It's the same ink system. All you're doing is it's just reversing the ink order and then you apply your powder and you cure it. No, no, nothing else to do. Um, so that is what's nice about the, um, um, the DTG, um, DTF, the hybrid is what they call it. The hybrid printer, mm-hmm. um, where you can, you have that, um, flexibility of printing DTG or DTF. Um, and, and this is easy maintenance. Um, matter of fact, it's why I, I was hesitant about even getting a print. Uh, I was actually looking at getting one, but I was hesitant because you hear horror stories. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you got to run them every day or keep them on all the time. I sh- cleaned this last night because I used it yesterday. I cleaned it last night. I will not turn this back on until the following Monday. And I'll come back and it'll be a perfect clean. Print, clean. I mean, print. Nozzle check. Um mm-hmm. and they're, 
just if you keep your you know your um atmosphere at your humidity level and everything and um, the environment is going to be perfect but again i have that option of printing so i have i can do my own color matching obviously i had an issue yesterday um and size issues um size um having it here now me outsource that you don't have that control um you also got to keep in mind that printer that company doesn't know what your artwork looks like um it may come across you know blue navy blue but it's supposed to be black they don't know they all they know is what you send them and but when you print here you can have that control especially with the um little Epson color match um, that I use all the time. Um, and you can check your colors and you can actually change them in the program um, to match um, printing it here. Um, so you have the control of different, um, different things when you have it in-house. But there's also, you know, doing it out, when you do it outside, you don't have to take up print time. Um, they print them, mail them to you, then you press them. So. There is some advantage there um, if you can find a good DTF um, supplier. So research, test, talk to your customer. Uh, those are all really great tips from you, Kim. I appreciate you sharing everything from your business. I know I personally learned a lot. Um, where can our listeners uh, find you? Social media, website? We do have a website, um, paisleyjoedesigns.com, Facebook, under Kim Johnson, you're, anyone can message me anytime. And then there's a group, Paisley Joe Designs. There's actually a VIP group. And then, you know, email me or um, whichever way. Yeah, make sure you catch Kim at any industry event or message her maybe beforehand to see, you know, hey, are you headed to the show? And you can meet one-on-one because we talked about the more likely of networking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Great. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Kim. Thank you. We'll catch you on the next episode of the DTF Printing Podcast. Thanks for listening and head to DTF.com for more information.